as a CTE teacher, many days we cannot teach bell to bell because we need our kids to clean up so that we don't get stuck with all of the mess. So last week in episode 38, we talked about how to start your class so that it was automated, ran smoothly, and saved you a lot of time and effort. So today we're actually going to talk about the end of your class, which is your cleanup routine. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. You can modify your cleanup routine anytime during the school year, but it is easiest to be able to give yourself some time to organize if you need to, and that would be during some sort of break. So whether it's the summer or fall or winter, those are your prime times to revamp and rethink your cleanup procedures. One of the very first pins that I ever pinned for my classroom had to do with some sort of alarm that would allow students to know transitions from one thing to another. And it was an elementary teacher who had all of these alarms set out throughout the day so that he didn't have to remember what time they needed to get ready to go to PE because the alarm would just play. And he made it fun by using songs. So when I first found this, I realized, hey, I need a cleanup song, and Jared needed one as well. For some reason in their school, they had disconnected the bells in his hallway because not everyone wanted a cleanup bell, and it would be disruptive for all the classes. So those who needed a cleanup bell didn't have one. So we came up with this solution from this pin, and it was to create our own alarms with attached songs. Now, The way to do it in Windows is by using the Windows Task Scheduler. And I just did a simple quick check on Google. And if you just Google how to set an alarm that plays music with Windows Task Scheduler, you will find something and it will probably be the latest way of doing it. So unfortunately, sometimes when Windows changes, they change some of how this works, but it's pretty much the same and it has been for years. But there are some things that you kind of have to tweak. So hopefully this will continue to work out. But I did find a recent article and I will link it here in the show notes so that you can go to that. And there's ways to do it in um, with a Mac as well. And there's also ways to do it with apps. What we've loved so much about using these automated alarms is that you can, first off, choose your same song or whatever song you want to do. And I've had students in the past where they would vote on which song they wanted. And so sometimes it was a theme song from the office or sometimes it is just a little jingle or something that would trigger when it is time to clean up. Now, Jared has taken a little bit of a different approach and he tends to try to find some sort of like weird preschool song to have kids clean up to. Um, He's pretty much punishing himself because he has to listen to it day after day after day in every single class period. But 
it is pretty funny because by the end of the school year, his kids are singing to it and he tries to have it so that it's different than the music that he plays over his speakers while students are in the lab. So they really do know when it is time to clean up and it does prevent students from cleaning up early. The other great thing about creating your own alarm system that plays automatically is that if your school has varying schedules, so at our school we have an early out day on Monday, you can actually make those adjustments so on Monday your bells ring earlier. The other thing is sometimes at the beginning of the school year, you set aside a certain amount of time, like five minutes for students to clean up. And then you realize that they're cleaning up in about two and they're hanging out with their friends for three. So you can also adjust it so that you're only giving them two minutes to clean up instead of five, which is really handy that you have that autonomy to do that. Now that I spent a ridiculous amount of time telling you about awesome cleanup songs, I'm going to lead us into the idea of 5S with lean manufacturing. So I do have a manufacturing background as far as that is what I taught with my engineering. And so there's quite a few things that really resonate when it comes to lean. And if you actually have read or listened to the Marie Kondo or watched any of her Netflix series, then she actually uses the same ideas and principles as lean. So today we're going to talk about 5S and getting your classroom and your shop and your lab space ready so that students can be really efficient with their cleanup time. So the five S's of lean is sort, set in order, shine, standardize, and sustain. So for the first step of sort, that's what's going to take the longest amount of time. One of my favorite decorating shows on TLC back in the day was Clean Sweep. And what I loved about it is that they would take a space that was in complete disarray and actually mostly like cluttered and they would redo the room. And what I loved about it was the process that they went through to get all the crap out. So that's what I think about with sort. So in the show, what they would do is they would actually have three different spaces that they would take everything out of the space and they'd usually take it out to their yard and they created three different places. So there was a keep a sell and a donate pile and they had to go through all of their stuff and put things into those various areas and that's what I think about with sort one of the things that they also did with the show is that normally when people would first clear everything out they'd put it all in the keep area but then they would go through and they would really work with those homeowners and they would try to get them to dwindle down that keep pile so that it was really the essentials. So when you're doing sort, I would recommend moving all of your things out of your space so that you're starting with a clean, clear space so that you know what you want to keep and where you're going to put it which leads us into set and order. So at that point, now I know how many of each thing I have. And so I know that I have five hammers and I need to put them all in this one place. And so I need five places for them to hang up. This is also a great time to do inventory to see if you need more supplies than you have. And you realize, ooh, I thought I had 20 of this and I really only have two. With the set in order, everything needs a place. So there needs to be 
order. You need to arrange and label the necessary items that you're going to keep. Now, there are a couple ideas on how you can do this. And I would recommend using things that are visual because then you're helping all of your students and all of your learners, no matter what level of learning they're at, it's easy to forget that some students really struggle with reading. And so to have a visual picture of what that item is can really help students. Another way is to do some sort of outline. So I've seen it done where people have actually traced on a pegboard a shadow that goes there, or I've also seen where people have cut out various designs out of vinyl that can act as a shadow or also on a drawer to let students know what goes in there. For years, I had these stacking drawer systems and I had a drawer for each item. So I had my calipers in one and pencils and crayons. And for some reason, my students could never sort them. Now, let me remind you, I taught high school engineering. They should have been able to figure it out and you would think that they'd be able to read. But it wasn't until I actually had some vinyl cutouts and shadows of each of those items so they could literally glance at the drawer and not have to read anything and they could see the outline of a caliper that they put it in the right drawer. And it amazed me at how quickly they could clean up and actually put things in the right places once I had changed from a label with the word to an actual visual representation of the object. When you have all of your things removed and you're starting to figure out where you're going to place everything, this is a great time to really clean things really well so that your students will know where things go back and how it should look as well as how to maintain it. So that's with the shine. So that's actually physically cleaning those spaces and making it so that they can be cleaned easily every day during your cleanup time. The next S is standardize. And when I was thinking about this, remember it does relate to manufacturing, but you want to have a way that you can standardize and have it easily cleaned up. So if you do have various stations, if you are in kitchens, for example, make it so that it is easy to clean up per kitchen. Maybe you have it color coded and you have one kitchen is red and one is yellow and every top drawer on this certain side is always the same. So if students are moving from one location to another, they know that this is where things go. You will also want to make sure that you have plenty of supplies available that will allow students to clean up. You want to make sure that students aren't needing to wait on another student in order to finish their job for whatever reason, if that student's not there that day, or if they're just being slow or lazy or whatever, you don't want that to hinder other students from getting things done. So make sure that you have enough dustpans and brooms or whatever you need in those places that's readily available. Once again, like if you've got those stations, you've got enough per station so they don't have to find those various items and then return them back to some obscure location. 
The last S is sustain. So you want to be able to have this a sustainable system and it could require some tweaking in order to make it so that it's really sustainable. So you'll want to get some feedback from your students and then also check things yourself. One of the great things is that if you have a certain place for things to be, you can actually have students act as a foreman of the shop and they can glance through and make sure that everyone has done their job and that things have been returned back to their locations. You could have the same thing with any of your shop or classroom equipment just as a quick way for you to check but then also giving some accountability to students. By utilizing this 5S system with your cleanup procedures allows you to actually add another S which is safety. Having a clean environment and one where people know where things go will actually allow your classes to be safe. To sum this episode up, check out and figure out what you want to do for some sort of trigger or bell song, whatever you want to get students excited and know when it's time to clean up, especially so they don't clean up early. And then implement the 5S from Lean, sort, set in order, shine, standardize, and sustain so that your lab or shop area is safe. When it comes to 5S and Lean, I honestly geek out about it. So if you have any great demonstrations on ways where you have implemented some of these things, make sure to send that to me in Instagram because that is some things that I love and I love to highlight teachers and the awesome work that they are doing. So Instagram is where I hang out the most. It's at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S. T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. And I hope you will continue to revamp and rethink how to really help maintain and sustain your classroom. Until next week. 